Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today it's the festival preview. I think it's the third annual festival preview that I've done on The Point of Everything podcast or it's the second annual. So if anybody wants to just do a fact check on that for me because I'm too lazy to do it myself. Sarah Hederman is the guest. Uh, she was on a couple of weeks ago talking about uh, state.ie and the demise of that and the demise of enemy and stuff. And I enjoyed talking to her so much. I thought, why not go through the all of the festival lineups in Ireland? Well, I say all. We didn't get to all of them. We got to kind of the main ones. and We kind of go through, uh, you know, what's good, what's not so good, what bands. Yeah, you should definitely try and catch if you're going to any of them. Uh, and it's just a really fun chat in general uh we didn't we didn't get to everything we missed out on body and soul that's my bad i didn't attach it to uh our email so just quickly i think it's a it's a decent lineup this year uh fever ray who i don't know i feel like she should kind of have a bigger profile by now she released a uh an album at the end of last year that kind of was just one week and it was gone there's so many albums like that where it's just kind of like if you don't remember to press play on the album on the Friday that it goes up on Spotify you can just not hear about that album again and they'll release like another one a couple of years later and you'll be like oh I totally forgot about their last album so Fever Ray is headlining Body and Soul in Ballinlock Castle on June 22nd to 24th and it's kind of like okay John Hopkins released an album in the past week and uh, that's kind of almost the opposite. I see so many people who are talking about that. It's a really, really good, strong album uh, that I haven't delved deeper into. But um, I, d- I don't know what he's like live. Have I seen him live before? I went to um, a festival in Skib, Arene, Skib Arene in uh, County Cork a couple of years ago. But I left after Chic at like 1 a.m. I left and John Hopkins was just sitting on but I was waiting for him to start but he was taking so long so I was like I flip this I have to go home because I live like in Ross Carberry which is 20 minutes away from Skib so yeah that was that was laziness really on my part Saint Sister, Lancome, David Keenan, Dahi, Sun, Sunlux, Shamir who's really good they're all playing over the weekend Paddy Hanna one of my favourite Irish albums of this year is also playing it's a good lineup. Open Air Festival is on the June Bank holiday weekend and it's going it's a much more experimental dance uh lineup. Um I don't think that I'm going to be around for it. That's why I'm not going there, but it's on Shirkin Island and it that just sounds like the most amazing place uh to have this like small intimate festival it's going to have a very like specialized audience I think who like really know their stuff. So I think if you're into you know, kind of soundscape music, dance music. Uh, I think that that might be uh, the place to go. Um, Davy Kyo, Crevice, who are this amazing kind of experimental band from Cork. They're going to be there. Uh, see, I'm looking at the lineup and I'm like, I don't know you, don't know you, don't know you. Lacquer are a band who are an act, like kind of, uh, producers who should just have such a bigger profile in Ireland um, and I don't know if they do or not but uh, like I really want to catch them like in a club sometime they're going to be unbelievable Soma Drone who's just released a really good album The Cyclist as well uh, Tune 
is going to be playing too. I'd recommend him. And yeah, it's going to be really, really good. So if you're into that type of thing, uh, Sherkin Island, June Bank Holiday Weekend, 31st of May to the 3rd of June is where you want to be. They'll, yeah, it's, it's going to be really, really good. Um, I think that we talked about most of the other big festivals. We don't talk about some of the maybe smaller, more intimate ones or kind of like neighborhood festivals because there's so many of them this year that it's almost hard to keep up with them. Um, but yeah, we go through Forbidden Fruit, Longitude, Primavera, which is, uh, I think it's the same weekend as Open Year Festival. Yeah, kind of the June Bank holiday weekend. I'm not going this year. I'm so sad. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, if you like festivals, you might find something here that uh, you like listening to or that you come disagree totally with Zara Hederman has so many hot takes that I didn't even ask her about Paul Simon uh if you need to know what I'm talking about go check her out on Twitter for all of your arguments for all of your fired up uh tweets disagreeing with uh her disagreeing with uh conventional wisdom and oh boy does she have some uh hot takes in this podcast as well so yeah if you're going to any of these festivals over the summer hopefully we'll bump into one another uh i'm going to a couple uh which i reveal on the podcast i suppose and yeah if anybody uh, has a solution to my electric picnic conundrum, please tweet me at TPOE blog or get onto me on Facebook at the point of everything and let me know what I should do. You'll know what I'm talking about when you listen to the podcast. So yeah, uh, have a good festival summer if you're going to any of them and yeah, I might run into you down the front. Here's Sarah Hederman and myself going through everything that you need to know ahead of the Irish festival season 2018. Okay, Zara, so like we're coming into June now and that's festival season by my reckoning. I guess mm-hmm. festival season kind of started uh, for me and a few others um, last month with It Takes a Village in Trebolgan in Cork, which mm-hmm. was really, really good. Like one of the questions I'm going to ask later is like, who's your pick to be banned of the summer? Like who's going to kill at the festivals? And I think my pick would have been Young Fathers because they headlined uh, It Takes a Village and they were just so good. And I think everybody should try and see them live. But look, maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe they're not going to do any of the festivals. I don't think that they're on any lineups. But um, No, I haven't seen them um, announced for anything yet. But you never yeah, know. but like, what are you looking forward to this summer? Are you excited about festival season? Um, yeah, I'm always excited about festival season because it's um, a really good... One thing that I do like about festivals, I wouldn't be um, the like most accomplished festival goer. Um, but what I do think is great about them is that it's a really great opportunity to check out bands that maybe you know two or three of their songs and you're maybe not so committed to uh, buy a ticket to see their gig and so it's a good way to kind of like dip in and out of tents to check out different sets to find new bands um, and to kind of broaden your musical repertoire that way and otherwise yeah, I mean, some of the lineups are kind of like headliners in particular. They're a bit rogue um, and quite questionable. Like I saw um, like Friendly Fires playing Electric Picnic with the Kooks as well. Um, uh, like any ID Mass Attack, I think they're kind of like 
kind of like dated um, acts to have as like the main draw. Um, so sometimes looking at festival lineups, they can be a little bit farcical um, because, I don't know, they just don't really speak to me that much. And it's always the kind of the smaller, newer acts that I always love to go and see. But, yeah, no, it is it's an exciting time of the year, but I definitely don't get FOMO um, <laughs> if I'm not going to anything, to be honest. I think the, that kind of gets at a, a, a kind of a more, <clears throat> excuse me, a more, that kind of gets at a more systemic level with the music industry in 2018 is that like we're so focused on the new acts and the debut albums and stuff that actually bands aren't really getting to like fourth albums or fifth albums and being able to climb up the kind of the festival ladder and be, you know, the the biggest name on the um on the poster like I mean the war on drugs is headlining on the Monday of Forbidden Fruit and I'm kind of like really the war on drugs are they like Mm. bigger than grizzly bear are they bigger than war paint and it's kind of music has just become such um like an almost a more intimate thing than it's ever been I think in that you can be listening to something on Spotify that you've literally like never talked about with friends that you don't know whether they're you know one of the biggest bands in the world you just like this one song that you found on a playlist and haven't like gone investigating to see if they if you know say it is the war on drugs or something but I think that Mm -hmm. there's definitely something there that the headliners do kind of flatter to deceive and we're going back to almost nostalgia acts with like as you said massive attack and NERD yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, with the war on drugs, I mean, I am and I am kind of surprised that they have such a hold on festivals this summer. Um, I mean, their album that came out, um, people are a deeper understanding. People absolutely fell all over the place for that. Um, and I don't really see why. Uh, the war on drugs, I've always kind of just felt that they're a, they, they release an album and it's maybe like 11 or 12 songs but it all, it, to be, it all just kind of sounds the same to my ear anyway um, so seeing that in a live scenario I can't imagine would be that like endearing or exciting and um, there's not really as well much that they can do kind of to captivate the audience with like say stage production I can't imagine um, and especially at night, like going on at about half nine when everyone is a little bit worse for wear and <laughs> tired, it's um, not really the best um, recipe for kind of a headline festival. Like you kind of want someone like I see it like just East, they're headlining on the Saturday Forbidden Fruit, like something that's nostalgic, but also kind of has that like invigorating quality to their music where no matter whether you're a fan or not or have heard listened to the music or not it's still going to conjure like some kind of like visceral reaction um Kendrick Lamar the same like with Electric Picnic um his, like his stage productions that I remember when he played here in the three arena his like stage just looked really cool um so I think with festivals as well, I think the visual, like, it is quite important too because you do need to kind of have something that is going to catch the eye of someone who's just like staggering across the field or like wandering aimlessly. Um, 
And I definitely do think that you will get more out of like smaller festivals like it's like the village and say even back in February with quarter block party um I didn't get to go to that which to be honest it like ruined my year oh um, wow yeah that's so early <laughs> I, for your year to be ruined yeah <laughs> I really really wanted to go to the festival um but I couldn't so yeah I mean there's the festival's like another love story, um, knocking stockings as well, I think as always like always has quite like a cool lineup. Um all together now as well, that looks quite good. Um but yeah, another love story I think would be my highlight and if I was to go to just one festival it would be that one because it has like some really, really great um Irish acts. Um, that are playing with and it always has in the last couple of years they always have had like a really great lineup but this year in particular um, it's really great so yeah if I was to pick one it would be another love story another love story yeah we might um, mm. we'll talk about that a little bit later but that was the one that I was most excited about last summer and it's also one that like totally lived up that to the hype so if you're thinking of a festival to go to and if tickets haven't sold out by the time that you hear this podcast another love story in Killian Manor in County Meath it's run by Homebeat and a couple of other heads and it's uh, it's just really really good vibes and I guess that leads on to the next question like do you do you go for the vibes or do you go for the bands? Because like you kind of know mm. that, say the the Saturday of Forbidden Fruit Festival is going to be a different vibe to the Monday of Forbidden Fruit mm. Festival. You know that uh, Longitude, which tickets sold out so quickly for that one, yeah. um, that was I. I wonder is that the only one that we're going to talk about? Oh yeah, um, Longitude and Electric Picnic are the only two I think that have sold out at the time of mm. speaking, but like. Mm. It's it's just different vibes that people are on at these festivals. Like I remember actually someone at I heard this through someone at another love story, but there was a guy just going around, I think he was like on pills or on something anyway, and he was just like, Where's the crack? No one no one is like really going for it or anything. I think that he was just <laughs> expecting something different. I mean, so what do you go for with a festival? Are you looking at the names or are you thinking like Am I, where am I going to have the most fun on like Saturday afternoon mm, I suppose when I started going to festivals it would have been um, the bands the bands would have like drawn me um, now it still would be the bands um, but I am a little bit more kind of hesitant especially if I have to make a trek to a festival like Longitude Forbidden Fruit are great especially if you're based in Dublin because they're like central but I'll always remember um, I think it was last year I was offered a ticket for a weekend pass for Electric Picnic and nothing was really grabbing me um, except for Broken Social Scene like they're a band that I've, I've always loved but I've never seen live and I nearly went down just on the Sunday to see them. So in that case, it was I was surely going to go down for the band, but in the end, I didn't. Um, just because I would have been Billy Mount going down on the bus, and all of my friends would have been like absolutely not in the mood to be dragged to see them by their like energetic friend who had had the weekend sleeping. Um, so it is. 
mostly for me the acts and the bands like I can kind of handle any scenario to see to see a band if I really want to see them I I never actually thought about location as well but that does come into it doesn't it like it's funny Mm. that you talk about uh longitude being like so accessible I find it one of the hardest places to get to Marley Park because like say coming up the country anyway you know Mm. you've got like I've I'd have like a three hour um bus trip up to Dublin and then you're talking about like an hour on the bus to Marley Park and then afterwards I've just had a couple of nightmare experiences after Arcade Fire and after Arctic Monkeys and after the Kendrick Lamar Day at Longitude a couple of years ago. Every time I had so much trouble afterwards. I don't know what the secret is. I think maybe being a cyclist or something and just leaving your bike yeah. outside the festival gate so that you don't have to like try and hail a taxi or something like that. So yeah. that that actually has put me off the idea of going to Longitude, even though like the lineup this year, I think, is so good. And uh, mm. like talking about the idea of the band of the summer or the act of the summer. I think that there's probably going to be so many performances over that weekend, which people are just going to be talk about, talking about for the rest of the year. Like Migos are yeah. a band who kind of seem like they're just about to break out uh, on this side of the Atlantic. I think Anderson Pack is going to be releasing a new album uh, over the mm-hmm. summer and he's probably going to put in an amazing set in Solange. I saw her, I saw about half of her set at Primavera last year and she was really, really good. She's got, she's just got such a powerful message behind her music, which I think is a big thing in 2018. The bands kind of almost need to have if they want to, you know, kind of maybe reach that next level or kind of cross over in some respects. Um, but Solange has it. Obviously, Beyonce had it at uh, Coachella. I don't know. Are they trying to one up each other in terms of, uh, <laughs> you know, killing it live? Um, I don't know if yeah. we're going to see Cardi B over that weekend as well because she's pregnant. So I'm not sure yeah, if... Yeah, I think she has already um, cancelled her appearance. Oh, okay. I think as soon as she announced her pregnancy, she was um, off the list because I assume I assume that's quite good. July will be quite close to her due date, maybe I don't know, or when she'd be expecting to go on maternity leave from yeah. being Cardi B. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, as you were saying, like Anderson Pack is one that I would love to see at Longitude. And um, when I saw that he was playing, that really kind of tickled my fancy because I love um, his last basketball things he's released um, Solange is actually someone that I'm only coming to listen to re- in like more recent kind of months um, and I think she's incredible so um, I would love to see her live um, I've always had a little bit of curiosity in me to see Tyler the Creator but then another part of me is just like well you know if I could handle his stuff yeah for- an error he's like one of these acts which um you you kind of wrestle almost with your conscience with just because of the content Mm. of his music i also have another bugbear with him and with longitude and uh that year that i went um the kendrick lamar day of longitude he was playing on kind of the second stage but at longitude it's just such a weird setup you had to cross like this really small bridge and it was the only way to cross over to the second stage but so many people wanted to get over to see him that we had we had to wait for like 15 minutes to cross over and 
it was just like, nah, forget this. So oh, I ended up oh. not even being able to like literally cross the bridge to see Tyler, the creator. I heard that it was absolutely <laughs> jammed like, but uh, that's yeah. another thing that Longitude has going against it. It's too much going against yeah. it in my book. But like, I mean, they, they don't need me now anyway. They're selling out in like no. three hours. You've got to spread your love elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the kind of the furore that, like, it seems like there was a bit of a furore over the Longitude lineup? Like, oh, what do they think they're doing going all hip hop and rap and like trying to court what all of the young people are doing? And it just seemed like Twitter was full of curmudgeons, like el- aging curmudgeons that day talking yeah. about the Longitude lineup. I didn't understand it at all because. I mean, when I init- when I saw the Longitude lineup for the first time, um, and I saw that it was like J. Cole, Travis Scott, Post Malone, Sam First Lunch, I was just like, oh yeah, like that's kind of what I expected. Like I, I always kind of had this, I don't know what it was, idea in my head that Longitude was kind of the more hip hop, rap kind of central festival. Um, so, yeah, it really surprised me when people were absolutely going rogue on this and <laughs> saying that it was, this was like really unexpected. Um, as well, because it's a great lineup for a representation of hip hop in 2018. And it's like they've like managed to book some really big and great names as well, like the internet, um, Princess Nokia, um, People were and uh, Kali, I can never say her name, Uchis. Um, people like loved um, everything that they've put out to date. Um, so yeah, it really did shock me, especially because like Forbidden Fruit, um, which is not that far away, um, has kind of all of the like guitar rock and grizzly bears and war paint that maybe people thought we're going to play at Longitude. Um, so I don't know, you just, it just goes to show that you can never please everyone. I think that people still just have a bit of a hang up when it comes to like seeing an act that if they don't have a guitar in their hands or something, they're not really seen as a full proper performer. A lot of people see mm. rappers and they don't think of it as like a visually stimulating thing, I suppose, or, you know, they just don't think that a rapper is as talented as a band with, you know, two guitars, a bass and drums. I think that that's the main hang up that people have with it. Whereas, like, I mean, yeah, the likes of Kendrick Lamar are totally changing opinions. And then, like, I mean, younger people aren't so, oh, what's the word? Maybe, like, defined by, you know, kind of the post-Oasis blur stuff that that I certainly have fallen into like the the um like arctic monkeys type stuff of just uh you know bands 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 of the mid noughties and it's great that there is so much more variety um let's talk about the forbidden fruit lineup i think that they've done a really good job this year i thought they they haven't had great lineups in the past couple of years i don't think nothing that's really grabbed me but i think they've done a really good job of kind of splitting it up this year into kind Mm. of dance and rap and then a completely separate idea and lineup on the Monday of the June bank holiday weekend. Mm, yeah, it was that Monday wasn't that curated by a drought from Grizzly Bear. Oh really? Um, oh, I didn't know that. I think, yeah, I think I read somewhere that he um was curating like the acts that were playing on the Monday. Um 
so it's kind of cool that like you have Thundercat, which um, I loved his album from last year. I thought that was great. Um, Spoon were a band that I was so excited to see on the lineup. Um, I've always kind of dipped in and out of like really loving them and then kind of seeing a little bit of difference to them. But I think it's really cool that there's an opportunity there to um, catch them. Um, Warpaint, I've seen them live before. Um, I could actually say some give them a bit of a miss. They're not great live, um, I don't think. Um, but it's cool then that you also have like Finn Staples, Earl Sweatshirt, um, Glass Animals, uh, Just East, as we mentioned earlier, Novelist. Like it is quite a varied um lineup. And then of course you've got like the um Bomber's live stage that champions um, a lot of Irish acts um, and Orchid like Robbie Kiss um, he was one name on that lineup that will be across playing across the weekend that I got quite excited to see um, I was I think I just missed one of his gigs a couple of weeks ago um, and I was really really annoyed he's someone that I actually haven't seen live and I'd be he would be one that I would kind of aim to see at Forbidden Fruit uh, I think that uh, that Bulmer's live stage and the idea of that is kind of something that I kind of wrestle with myself just like as an Irish music fan and mm. like I just feel like why shunt them away off on their own stage you know I just feel like for bands to grow and for them to get more fans they just need to be like you know mixed in among the bigger acts you know I mean it's mm. fine it's great that they're given a stage and stuff like that but I wish that you know the likes of just looking at that um, lineup you know like AMAC should be opening it up Fontaine's DC are going mm. to have uh, like a really really big year and could be one of the biggest bands why not put them on like on the main stage at like 6pm or something Leela Vargan mm. is so talented that she should be you know that she could uh, capture the attention of thousands and thousands of people instead of like the curious onlookers who are just wandering in like wondering what's yeah. happened in this tent and I think it's a problem that Irish festivals do have I think that like at Electric Picnic um, they're kind of like in the middle of the day uh, in the body and uh, soul stage of Electric Picnic um, in the, uh, was there another one that I was going to point out as well I don't think so but I, I just wish that festivals would take more of a chance on artists rather than it feeling like oh I suppose we better get some Irish acts for the festival now that's what it seems yeah, like to me almost, yeah it feels kind of like a bit of an afterthought and like they feel as though that they have to have or else it's kind of just handy filler for those like early slots whereas again like as we were talking earlier like um festivals um like another love story and say um it takes a village and quarter block party like they're and lock and stock and they're the festivals that really kind of take into into account like how there's such a, an immense wealth of talent with Irish music especially at the moment um when you see like bands like O Emperor coming back um like that's really exciting that they're gigging again and they're going to be at another love story um so I think you just have to if it's Irish music that you want to kind of build up on and get more familiar with, I think you're not going to 
do it maybe maybe that's an unfair thing to say at the bigger kind of festivals like Forbidden Fruit and Longitude because at the end of the day like they're just kind of interested in selling the tickets for those people who are going to want to see um more on drugs and um Travis Scott and Solange so they're they're more concerned with like international artists I think than uh, domestic ones which is sad because the talent here is so incredible and there's so many acts as well that they have to choose from to book yeah um uh just kind of like a side note of that talking about uh independence which is uh one of three festivals which is on the august bank holiday weekend they've like they're almost defined by their name of what the type of music is that's going to be uh, on the lineup. But um, fair deuce to them, they're kind of like cottoning on to the fact that Irish rap and hip hop is having a bit of a moment, and they've set up uh, the Urban Village this year, which mm. has the likes of Mango and Mathman, Kojak, who sounds like he's going to be massive by the end of the year. He could yeah. almost be like like one of the biggest names on the festival poster. Tebby Rex, Erica Cody, who's also really, really good outsider YP from Cork. Uh, they have like, you know, it does seem like Irish rap is having a bit of a moment. Um, uh, it's having a bit of a moment. <laughs> so fair play to Independence for kind of doing that. But I wonder, is that also kind of like uh, the exact same thing that I was saying earlier in that like they're putting it in the urban village they're kind of like taking it away from like th- um, uh, thrown around across the weekend and just kind of like if you happen to wander in on this you're going to see it so I don't know I think mm. it does seem like a good thing but I wonder am I just contradicting myself in terms of uh, ideas that I'm presenting Yeah I think I think the thing with festivals like in any like kind of viewpoint is that like there's such a broad and varied thing that like one of the things that kind of not prevents me but like I don't ever kind of get like a pull in my stomach to go to like festivals is that sometimes I just don't feel like I'm experiencing bands properly um, when I see them in a festival I don't know exactly why that is I think it's maybe just the vastness of it Sound is generally always quite bad at a festival as well. Um, like crowds tend to be quite annoying as well. Um, <laughs> I'm really not telling festivals at the moment, but yeah, I just feel that you get a very, very different um, experience of a band at a festival as well. Like the bands are kind of on a circuit where they're like doing countless shows um, throughout the summer. They're going from city to city, country to country, kind of almost probably not really knowing where they are, quite tired. So you're not really getting the best of them either. Um, so yeah, it's, it's in one way, festivals are great because you get exposed to all this music, but at the same time, you're not, you're possibly not getting to see these artists at their peak. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where my gripe with festivals Lies. Yeah, I see like I kind of take the opposite viewpoint, like the really, really optimistic viewpoint of like, what if you catch a band at like that very special moment, you know, like mm. another love story last year, David Kitt was the last act on the Sunday and it was just such a really, really great atmosphere. It was like 
the right crowd who kind of knew David Kipp before and were just, you know, it was like mm. the last dance of the weekend and they were just like ready to give him all of the love and he was ready to like give out all of the vibes. And that was just, fe- that felt like such a special moment. Like you always hear about the Arcade Fire, like 2005 gig, I think, at uh, Electric Picnic. Um, man, that is so long ago. I wasn't there. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it, it sounds like, um, it sounds like, so many people have gone to Electric Picnic hoping for that moment again and they're, you know, they're always trying to find it. But I kind of go to a festival hoping that like you see like villagers at, at all together now. Like once I saw that they were announced, I was like, I've got, I've got to go to see this because this could be such a special moment. So I think that that's what I really, really like about festivals that, you, yeah, you mm-hmm. can catch a band who like are tired of being on the road, who are tired of like lugging uh, all their instruments around country to country, muddy field to muddy field. But what if you catch a band like at that very special moment? I mean, you must have had that. You must you must have like a really, really great band or act that you've seen at a festival over the years that you're like, oh, I want to go back to that moment. Um, I, yeah, I do. I remember um, back in 2013, I went to Bonnaroo um, in Tennessee and that was pretty cool, but I actually didn't really get to see that much at that festival. What I did see was a snippet of Bjork's set, and that was incredible. Like, that was really, really cool. Um, it was just kind of, obviously, before Von Kurnia came out, and she, I remember she was, like, dressed in some really, like elaborate costume I can't remember if it was like some kind of like egg or like a planet or something but like she was just completely immersed in something probably like papier mache um, and that was really cool and it was a great like vibe at that festival as well like everyone was just very chilled I mean it was extremely like warm so I think everyone was just kind of like zapped from humidity um, so that was really great and that's kind of the main festival memory that I have that, like, I do always kind of think about and th- and wish that I could go back to just to, like, see it from the start and, like, probably pay a little bit more attention to as well. Because at the time, I wouldn't have been a massive Bjork fan. But, like, since then, I've, like, gone back and listened to a lot of her albums. Um, and she's playing at Primavera which I'd say would be great, especially after the release of her album Utopia, which is incredible. Um, so, like, her live shows are just amazing and such a visual explosion of wonderfulness. So um, that would be a really great thing to see, I think, at Primavera. Yeah, uh, I've been to uh, Primavera a couple of times in the past and I'm missing out this year and I'm kind of like, I'm having proper withdrawal symptoms about it, you know. I mean, the Clash Finder was just released uh, this week as we're recording and I kind of went through it and I was just like, who would I go see? And straight away, like, well, all you can see really are clashes. Uh, you know, like Nick Cave clashing with Vince Staples, clashing with Fever Ray, clashing with Sylvanesso straight away on the Thursday. That jumps out. But uh, yeah, Primavera is such a special festival. If people haven't been before, like, I mean, it's just 
like the best one. I think the people used to go like every year, a couple of years ago from Ireland. It's it's in Barcelona. It's like really mm. central. You can stay cheap in town, get the train over there and it goes on throughout the night. It's like kind of 6 p.m. until 6 a.m. type of job. And it's just mm. like I think people now, if you if you haven't been in a few years, they might be surprised at how much bigger it's gotten, how many kind of bros go to the festival. But I also think that it's one that has a really, really good, respectful crowd that gets really, really into it. I saw King Gizzard in the Lizard Wizard at like 1 a.m. on the Friday, oh, wow. I think. And it was just, you know, just chatting to people around me. And it was just like, oh, everyone's going to gonna go for that and that they were one of the highlights of last year for me and I mean it's such a varied lineup as well this year like mm. I was looking at uh, just the dance lineup on that Thursday as well that Bjork is playing and it's like James Holden followed by Jalen followed by Mount Gimby followed by uh, Floating Points and it was just like oh mm. you could just go to that like you would miss yeah. you would miss so much other amazing stuff, but you'd still probably have such a great time. It's probably the best festival that you can go to, I think. You know, like I mean, it, it works out, I think, at roughly the same price as going to electric picnic once you add in kind of flights and accommodation. accommodation Maybe it's a little yeah. bit more expensive, but I mean it's such a great festival. I I definitely think the little bit more expense is a lot more worth it than going to electric picnic. I think if I was to choose, I would definitely go to Primavera. Um, especially when I saw that, um, who was it? Um, Deer Hunter playing. Um, Deer Hunter play every really, year. Just just plan to yeah, go next I year. Love them. <laughs> yeah. I really like um, their album, Healthy and Digest. Um, but I don't think, I don't, see, I have a really bad memory. So sometimes when people are talking about, um, like festivals or even gigs, I find it really hard sometimes to remember things that I've seen. But I was about to say, I don't think I've seen them, but now I actually think I have seen them support Lower Downs a couple of years ago in Dublin. Um, but yeah, they're a great band. I'd love to see them. And Jane Birkin also is playing at Primavera, which I think is quite cool. It'd be nice to see her. I saw that she was like doing some concerts, I think, in London. Um, at the start of the year, maybe towards the end of last year. Um, and then, like, again, like, you have, like, people like Ariel Pink, Arctic Monkeys, Beach House, Father John Misty, like, all the kind of usual suspects there. Um, but, yeah, no, I would, I'd love to go to Primavera some year. Not, not this year, but probably next year, hopefully. And, like, there's a really good um, representation of Irish acts at it as well this year. Um I mean, you have like Alvaretti, Laboom, Paddy Hanna, Rose, Fontaine's again. But there was some acts um, that I was quite surprised that weren't going to be playing at Primavera that I could kind of imagine being like showcased on that pro stage with, um, you can say, like the likes of Derm Kennedy or New Jackson, Saint Sister. Like, I kind of felt like they were names that were kind of maybe wrongly not on on that lineup yeah I, w- I wonder what the story is with that because I, I only saw that they were playing through the the clash finder i was like oh look at look at all this irish stuff that i could see during the day mm-hmm. on the friday at day pro so yeah i don't know what the story is there but um i would definitely go to see alvaretti um alvaretti paddy hannah uh at mm-hmm. at 
that before kind of the main music starts I suppose that's uh that's really really cool but definitely if you haven't been to Primavera before definitely try and go because it is like I think it's the king of the festivals uh you mentioned Electric Picnic it's probably the king of the Irish festivals and it has been for a while now uh I got early bird tickets before the lineup was announced and I'm kind of wrestling with the idea of going there's like five acts that I really really want to see Kendrick Lamar yeah St. Vincent, Dua Lipa, King Cruel, and uh, who's the other one? The other um, big pop act. Um, I can't. I can't find her name. But uh, it's it's a good lineup. But it's very. I don't know. It's kind of doesn't seem to know what exactly it wants to do. And when it's asking, be, mm. and like it's already sold out. So obviously. I mean, it's probably on the right track, but I mean, it just yeah. seems like a real mishmash of a festival, whereas Primavera knows exactly what it is. But I don't know if Electric yeah. Picnic still knows what it is. Yeah, Electric Picnic, I think, is in a really tough one because I think after Oxygen kind of went kaput, um, it, then like there was a lot of people who would say have gone to Oxygen that then kind of lost their festival because I think back in the day there was always the divide of like uh, like people who went to Oxygen and people went, who went to Electric Picnic and then Oxygen finished and then like Electric Picnic I think was a lot folkier back then um, and a lot more kind of alt um, and indie um, and then I think it is, it's kind of struggling to maybe like cater for like the the people who say are the like new kind of not new because it's been a few years now but like the kind of fresher ears to electric picnic where they're kind of trying to cater to like them and kind of gain customers through that so I, don't, I don't know it does kind of seem like a very confused middle sibling kind of uh, festival where it's just trying to please everyone but not really pleasing anyone at the same time yeah that's um, true because it's because it's not like Kendrick Lamar like he like the other thing with festivals is it's great because they're great because they can maybe like bring up an act over that maybe won't be hitting Ireland on their tour but like Kendrick Lamar only plays in Dublin back in February so it's not that long ago like since people will have seen him if they did like if they were lucky enough to go see him in February um so in that way it like that would make me want to go to Electric Picnic alone because I didn't get to see him um King Cruel as well like he played here in the academy back in April I think Dua Lipa she was only here a couple of weeks ago same thing uh, nobody could get tickets for Dua Lipa's gig Zara I tried to get tickets for <laughs> Dua Lipa's gig and they were like a hundred quid they sold out in like two minutes she's like she's playing arenas and like for her to play in the academy was ridiculous she should have played in the three arena and I could have gotten a ticket but uh, no. Sigrid was Sigrid was the other act that I was trying to think of who I'd really really love to uh, yeah. See, and I'm kind of thinking like it costs like, oh, over 200 quid anyway for an electric picnic ticket. And it'd probably 
be worth it just for those like three or four minutes of Don't Kill My Vibe, which I think, you know, I'm I'm wrestling with the idea of what to do with the tickets. Do I go? Do I sell them? And for the face value, not making a profit or touting or anything like that, but I'm sure that I could get rid of them like pretty easy. But then I'm kind of thinking like, is it worth it going for like these like 40 minutes like five times over the course of the weekend and like they're probably going to be like really amazing moments and I'm still not 100% sure of what to do because all of those acts that I mentioned I think are going to be absolutely amazing and I just, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm torn I'm torn I mean it still seems like their lineup on their poster is still quite bare like that does look like the skeleton of the, like the weekend like I, I can't imagine there not being some other big acts or like yeah there's loads even, there's loads more around. to be announced yeah like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if say Young Fathers were announced for it um, so like people kind of like that bands like that kind of on that part I'd say will be added um, but at the moment it's like if I was you and I had those tickets I would be yeah, actually, I don't know. Surely, <laughs> just for Kendrick Lamar, I'd be like, oh. yeah. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, and it's a weird one. I don't understand why people buy tickets so early for a festival before they even really announce who's going to be playing. I, I think that is like, well, because with Electric Picnic, you, ju- you kind of presume like, oh well, it's kind of the daddy of all of the festivals. It's going to have the best lineup. That was kind of my thinking when I when I did the early bird tickets. I hadn't been for a while, and I knew that I wasn't going to Primavera, so I was like, okay, maybe I'll go to Electric Picnic this year. And the lineup, it's good, but it just isn't Primavera. Yeah, I mean, even last year, like I think last year their lineup wasn't great either. Yeah. Like they have, who they have? Like the XX. Um, what say? Oh, they had um, Young Fathers last year. Oh man, they're worth. They're worth it. They're <laughs> worth going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I. I. Um, I guess the busiest weekend uh, of the summer for well festivals will be the August Bank Holiday weekend. You have Castle Palooza and you have. Uh, independence which are kind of like they're always there on the August Bank holiday weekend and now you've got a newcomer um, presented by Pod it's All Together Now which is happening in Curramore Estate in County Waterford I've got tickets for this mm-hmm. as well my friend okay. my friend kind of does um, design work for kind of buses who who are going to all of the festivals kind of from like West Cork and he was like on to me just saying are you going to All Together Now and I was like no no I don't think so and he was like but like it's the <laughs> festival for you it's like all of your favourite acts and then like I saw Villagers yeah. were announced and I got back to him and was like yeah you were right I'm going to All Together Now <laughs> it's, uh, it's a really really good lineup. Um Flea Foxes who I saw last year in um where did they play? They played in Dublin in um, that Ivy Gardens. Ivy Gardens, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, they were good. Uh, villagers, mm-hmm. I think, are just like, you know, they they could play anywhere and I would uh, try and get to see them. First Aid Kid, I've fallen yeah. for hard this year. I've never been into them before, but their new album like is just so stunning and it's probably one of my favourite albums of the year, so I can't wait to see them. Really? Oh, I, th- I think it's so good. It's like, I'm a sucker for breakup albums. Um, and I think that this one is just, it's such a good, like, it's a really bad thing to say. It's such a good breakup album. 
<laughs> um, yeah, K- Kalela as well as playing. Jape is playing. Haven't seen him in ages. And I just think mm. it'll be a really, really good festival. Saint Sister, who you mentioned earlier, this is the kit. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to like on that lineup. And actually, the Go team as well, um, they released an album last month. And it's like, I wouldn't have been like a huge fan of them like beforehand um, or been overly familiar. But like their album, when I listened to it for the first time, um, it's so infectious. It's so fun. And like that in a festival setting, I think would be great because they're just such a like colourful and vibrant and like that kind of happy go lucky band where as well I imagine that I don't know a load of confetti will come flying out of whatever tent they're playing at so I, that would be really cool uh, j- just because you mentioned them uh, you just reminded me that of like kind of go team 2018 or like the the new go team it's super organized uh, super organism in my books they're playing the Monday of Forbidden Fruit Festival and if we're talking about bands who are going to like own the festival summer they're going to do it they're really really good fun their album is really good that they released at the start of the year um, and there's about a million members in the bands uh, in the band and I think that they're going to be unreal but yeah Go, te- Go Team are also going to be good but um, I, I like them yeah as I said I'm going to the Monday of um Forbidden Food Festival and I'm very excited by Superorganism but uh, do, you, do you think like th- that weekend is our castle Palooza and Independence kind of looking at that all together now line up and they're going oh what do we do now yeah I, I think they're kind of snookered to be honest um, only that they have like when I was looking at the three of them like there was only three acts really uh, from Casablanca that I was like, oh, like I like they, they're quite good, um, and like I like they, they like I'd like to see them there, but like again, they're bands that like you can see throughout the summer. So they were New Jackson, uh, Seamus Fogarty. I saw him live recently. He's actually great, um, and Derry. Derry is amazing, um, and. Aina Brennan, that's Aina Brennan, and she'll be playing loads and loads of festivals this summer. She's definitely one to um, catch. I've seen her live a few times now, and just like what she does with a violin, a loop pedal, and a guitar is ridiculous. It's so so captivating, and like, I, like any time I've seen her, I've always had to kind of like put like bring my hand to close my mouth again because I'm just in awe of like what's going on on stage and um, so those are the three acts from Casapalooza but I was like oh that's pretty good um, wow only three acts like, yeah <laughs> I know me I'm a bit of a hermogen I'm not a I'm quite uh, I'm, I'm harsh I'm harsh with my uh, my picks. Independence, then, yeah, um, nothing was really like again with Independence. It was like it says 2018 under the logo, but it kind of feels like maybe 2010, or 2012, maybe with like Primal Scream, Jake Bug, Kate Nash, um, like even with Tom Sandwich, and I hate to rag on our own, but like they just their act but aren't really exciting me um, so other than the urban village there's there's nowhere a love lost if you miss out on independence 
Yeah, I think independence is kind of a, um, you know, it's kind of geared towards people who would have gone to oxygen, but instead they're going to, Mm. you know, oxygen isn't there anymore. So they're going to independence. It's kind of like an introductory festival. Castle Palooza, I feel like it just hasn't recovered in the past couple of years. I think the lineup is good, but I think it's only going to be kind of, it's probably only going to be like friends of the band who are going to go, which is kind of disappointing. I've never been. I've heard it's really, really good. I've heard that the vibes are great at it. So if that's what you're into, Castle Palooza is uh, the place to be. Ships are going to be amazing. They're such a great live band. Uh, Super extra bonus party as well. Um, Like there there are loads of really great bands playing uh, at Castle Palooza. But yeah. Altogether now is um, where I'm going to be that weekend. And I don't know, is there any other festivals? We haven't really talked about Knock and Stockin', which is on the previous weekend, which is kind of the same yeah. idea as Castle Palooza. It's like loads of Irish bands and it's going to be a good atmosphere. Yeah, it's loads of Irish bands, but I think it's, a, it's definitely more... There's been more thought, I think, put into the acts that have been selected, or not selected, but that are going to be like on the lineup. Um, again, like you've got Dairy, there's Bad Hands, Donald Deneen will be DJing. Um, like one band alone to see if you only see one band at Knock and Stockin is the Bunk. They're just ridiculous. Like they're so so good. Um, that's still Christy of O Emperor's um like side band. They're incredible. Um, you've also got like Pillow Queens are playing with that. So it's kind of like I feel a, a more relevant, uh, kind of more exciting um curation of Irish um music at Mock and Socken than Casapalooza. I think maybe Casapalooza take needs to take a year off. Um Kind of like what Knock and Stockin took a year off last year um, or the year before that. And, like it's come back quite invigorated, I think. Um, and, you know, there's a whole thing distance makes the heart grow fonder. If you take a year off, people are going to be all the more excited. Um, and I was talking to a friend today, actually, and she's going to Knock and Stockin. And she actually said that Knock and Stockin is her favorite, one of her favorite Irish festivals. She loves it really really good it's not that far from Dublin it's a really nice atmosphere um, and there's just a, a lot of great bands to see at it so yeah um, definitely and and then like you could actually go to all of these like you could go to Knock and Stock and, and Castle Palooza and then two weeks later you can go to another love story which is uh, this will be the last festival that we'll talk about I suppose but I think we're both like really really big fans of the idea of what they're doing um, Mammal Hands and Cloud Castle Lake are the two top names on the bill I don't know is it kind of done that way like a normal uh, festival poster but there's just so much to do there there's so much good stuff mm. Dari is playing there who you just mentioned yeah. I almost saw her last year but uh, it takes place in this manor house and she was playing in one of the side rooms and it was just like you know 20 people in there and it's already stuffed and you mm. can't get in but uh, it's just really really good vibes really really like well curated I know people don't like mm. that word but like ships are there a whimper there Mount Alaska is really good pillow queens again who are, who probably might well be the Irish band of the summer at the festivals uh, I'd say so yeah absolutely and um, it's got loads of really good DJs there as well uh, it 
ticks all of the boxes for me but I, I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to get back there this year but I'm definitely going to try and make it work I mean I would go purely to see Dave Joe alone um, I absolutely love his short passing game album that came out last year that is just so mesmerizing and like there's just so many different parts to all of the songs and he played here recently and I missed him actually um, I had to go to a different gig and I was so upset I really wanted to go to see Davy instead um, and when I was on I was on a bus to Belfast recently and I stuck that album on and it's just like when you've nothing to distract you and you just like close your eyes and try and like get through all the different layers and like textures of the songs I was just like my brain was exploding trying to like imagine that like played in a live situation and so another love story once I saw that David Kiel was playing there I was like oh I have to uh, make sure I put the weekend (laughs) off work to go down to see um, that so yeah yeah so it's in a lovely setting so yeah, it's it's a really really great vibe that ticks all of the boxes uh, for me anyway. I'm I'm I must really actually try and make that work. I must try and uh, book that weekend off too as well. I might see you there. <laughs> so that that's kind of festival season 2018. Uh, you mentioned that you were at uh, Oxygen before. Do you have any good Oxygen stories? What uh, what year did you go? Can you remember? Can you remember who was headlining? Oh, I love I... I love hearing people's Oxygen stories because like they're, <laughs> they're always terrible. Uh, Oh, they were horrific. Actually, it was Oxygen that like kind of put me on festival hiatus up until a couple of years ago. Um, I would have been 17. Oh, my very first Oxygen I went with my older sister and like I was 16. Um, and I just went so rogue that weekend. It was my first time kind of going away from my family home. And I just made loads of friends, abandoned my sister <laughs> and was just like, see ya. Um, but I remember going when I was like 17, 18 and like at that stage that was when Kings of Leon just headlined absolutely every festival all the time um, so I remember Kings of Leon were playing and the only kind of funny memory I have from it was there was like two guys who were in the tent beside us just like having some fight about I don't know one of their friends they were just like having some ridiculous fight and my friends and I stage up to listen to this just think it was the funniest thing you've ever heard um but I always remember I've always been very grateful to Oxygen because I got to see Camera Obscura play there um and when I was about 18 they were my favorite bands I actually loved them but I never thought I'd get to see them sure enough I got to see them and I was absolutely delighted with myself so I do kind of have some fondness for oxygen because of that but otherwise no it was atrocious <laughs> it was really bad <laughs> yeah but the, the, those festivals they're the formative years and people are going to yeah. have those uh formative experiences at uh this year's festival listen zara uh thanks a lot for doing this and yeah maybe we'll talk in september about like what was good bad and ugly about uh about festival season 2018 yeah absolutely thanks so much for having me